Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit AuditBoard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. Today, we have Stephen Vigil on the show. He's with Vigilant Accounting, and we're going to talk about sentiment analysis. Um, and so sentiment analysis, you know, typically when we talk about data analytics, we think about like aggregating um, numbers and doing math on numbers. This vendor had X amount, you know, dollars in invoices compared to this vendor and so on. But so what sentiment analysis does is looks at the text, like the printed text is what you could think of, or, or just the text. Um, so an example might be, Let's say like on Yelp, you know how people write reviews about restaurants or whatever on Yelp, and then they always assign a star rating to it. What you could do is think about, all right, if we took the star ratings off, so the the reviewer doesn't leave a star rating, they just write their opinion about the restaurant. What a sentiment analysis can do is uh, analyze the words in the review, and then from there say, uh, this was a very, very, positive review about this restaurant. So if we had to guess, we're going to say this person would leave a five-star review or there's a really, really negative review based on, again, just the text that's being written. Um, so we would think this this reviewer would give this restaurant a one-star review. So that's kind of a way to think about what sentiment analysis is compared to what we typically think about uh, data analytics. Um, so because of that, because we're looking at uh, all this different kinds of um, sentiment analysis, there are two pieces to this episode. So there's the podcast that you're listening to right now, um, where we talk about, again, like what sentiment analysis is and what regression analysis is and causation and correlation and that kind of stuff. Um, but then Stephen also developed this dashboard uh, to show us to give more, uh, to see it a little bit better. And so since there's so much, um, that we discuss with the dashboard that you really need to be able to see. We cut that out and moved it just to a YouTube video so that you can actually see the visualizations that we're talking about. So um, the YouTube clip for the visualization piece, uh, again, there's nine different visualizations that we talk about, so it's really good. Um, that piece, the, the clip for that YouTube clip is in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention was, so we do all this, or Steven does all this analysis in R, the programming language is just called R, um, literally the letter R is <laughs> what it's called. Um, but since that is, isn't something you can just like pick up and do, it's pretty, uh, complicated in the sense that it is, uh, a programming language effectively. 
Um, I wanted to share with you a tool that I show a lot of people when I do trainings and things is, uh, it's called Voyant, V-O-Y-A-N-T hyphen tools, T-O-O-L-S dot org. Um, and it is a sentiment analysis tool that's free. Uh, you won't get all the stuff that Steven shows, but uh, it's something that you can play around with, like just take an audit report, throw it in there and see um, what the results are or, or really anything. Um, take an entire episode of The Office if you want to throw it in there um, and just see what pops out. But it's something that, it, like, I get, like I said again, it's free um, and it kind of helps make sense of, of what all is going on here. So um, there's also a link to that in the show notes, a uh, link to Steven's uh, LinkedIn, is in the show notes and I think that's it. All right. Text information was since you have such a boom of unstructured data, having a deep appreciation for the unstructured data and a way to extract information from there puts you in the driver's seat because you're able to address issues or concerns that the audit committee's concerned about or the board or top management. You're able to report on business continuity issues more timely. You're able to avoid wasting precious time or resources. You're able to increase, this is the big one, increase the confidence with management and the board and retain it because at the end of the day, if you're internal audit, you're, I'd say your goal is to be in the role of a trusted advisor and having a tool like this with text mining and sentiment analysis and biograms, this puts you in the, the driver's seat to get there because yeah. you're, you can demonstrate that you're proactive. Yeah, which they're definitely going to appreciate and, and saying this is what's on the horizon. Let's go ahead and kind of nip it in the bud yes. right now. Yeah, perfect. Is it, I also want to say it's another form of business intelligence because you you have this information and it's keeping on, on the forefront of things. It's really important. Correlation measures how well two variables relate. Okay, so let's say, for example, we're looking at, you know, we can change the subject here a little bit. Let's look at payroll, all right? What we're trying to predict is payroll expenses. Right, but we're looking at the things and how they interrelate. And let's say they go in lockstep with each other. And you know, as one increases, the other increases. We can see through running a correlation calculation that the correlation say, let's say it's really good, like 95%. Okay. Okay, so what what this tells us is understanding that it's it's a good precursor to setting up a regression model and it's explaining the data relationship with these two things that we're interested in because when we go to a regression model when we when we align up and set up the information you know we're, we're looking for the outliers what's farthest away from the trend line we're looking to see what's following in in a normal sequence and this if you get the model right you can you can pretty much use this going forward if you test it out enough this is it's another branch of machine learning this is a type of what's called the supervised learning mm -hmm. That's a whole other different discussion, but I just thought I'd mention that. You know, another example of correlation, you, you look at the, the sentiments that we've been talking about. You're looking at negative versus litigious sentiment. And um, I think I want to add some little more description here as to you, you have two types of correlations. You have positive and negative correlations. So let's just say that the negative sentiment word counts, those are increases, but as those increase, the, the litigious sediment is also increases. 
it means you got a direct relationship or a positive correlation. But let's say the other angle or the, the different scenario here is, let's say you have the negative sentiment increasing, but the litigious sentiment is decreasing. There you'd see an inverse relationship, an indirect relationship or a negative correlation. So getting back to what I, I think we've covered earlier in this uh, podcast, the correlation is a really good tool because it gives you the ability to understand how the data is relating, okay? And it's a diagnostics in its own right because it tells you how the things are relating in your data set. And a really good way to look at correlations is through a parallelogram, like we showed earlier in the podcast, because you're seeing multiple relationships in one go, one chart. The thing that so, I think of when I think of correlations, uh, the example that I always kind of enjoyed anyway, and you know, there's the saying correlation doesn't equal causation, right? Just because it right, right, right. doesn't mean that, that one variable causes the other variable to happen. Um, and the one that I always liked was when I go to sleep with my shoes on, I wake up with a headache. So there's a strong correlation of I go to sleep with my shoes on, I wake up with a headache. So the cause isn't, you know, the causation, it's not because I'm wearing shoes that gives me the headache. It's because I drank too much and passed out with my shoes on, which <laughs> That's that a good one. One. They told me that when I was in college and I was like, I'll, I'll never forget that. <laughs> All right, so just because there's story. a correlation between two variables doesn't mean that uh, that is the cause of it. So we kind of have to dig into, okay, well, these two things are related. Uh, let's understand why they are related, right? Right, right. <laughs> you like that? Huh? <laughs> That's a good story. Okay. I like that. Is, that. is that a good one to end uh, on correlation or do you want to add to it or do you want to move on to another topic? I think we covered the last piece. That's regression. Okay. Yeah. So help help us understand what regression analysis is. Regression analysis aims to tell us the relationship between two variables. Let's say, okay, first you got an independent variable that can stand alone, doesn't rely on another variable. Where the dependent variable, its movement stems directly from the results of the independent variable. Okay. So. Regression analysis has that equation, you know, different ways of saying it. One way is y equals mx plus b. Another way of seeing is y equals a plus bx. So let's just use the y equals a plus bx. Y is the dependent variable. A is the y-intercept. B is the slope. And x is the independent variable. Okay, so let's get to predicting something, okay? this case, litigious sentiment word counts, right? So we are looking at the information. We did some correlation stuff just to see how well they're relating. We can see that they go in lockstep with each other and they have a high positive correlation. So next step is to take this to a scatter plot chart. We're gonna place the negative sentiment word counts on the x-axis. We're gonna place the litigious sentiment word counts on the y-axis. All right, next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna get the R programming software to add that trend line with those data points. And once we get that visual, we see that those data points are residing close to the trend line, it means we have a good fit for the model. Okay, so one way to really measure this is something called R squared. And 
R squared, let's say for this example, computes to about, let's say 77%, because we knew from the other analytics that we had an 80% correlation. And with the 77% computation for the model, that translates to the model's inputs are the, which we're talking about the negative sentiment counts, word counts, they can account for about 77% of the output and that translates to the litigious sentiment word counts. Okay, so we see that with R squared, the higher the R squared, the more predictable, the more reliable the model is that you use. And I'll say, the takeaways from regression analysis is it's a handy predictive tool. It allows an auditor to observe plausible relationships. And the higher the R squared, the more predictable the model is. The last thing I want to say is regression analysis can be a real game changer for an internal audit shop with its predictive power. The sentiment analysis, that's work that folks can reach out to you and that you can do in support of their audit function. Yeah, especially on the front end, to go out and look at information on the internet and get get this information into them. And, and like, there's so many, is a wealth of information with like cybersecurity. It's so much financial stuff out there. Just just a couple things naming it out there as to what their industry is about and how how other things. And the other thing too is just paying attention to what the big firms are saying about what the trends are, what's important in internal audit, and you know using that as a guide, so to speak, uh -huh. how you how you might help them. Hey everyone, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We want to say thank you again to our sponsors over at Audit Board, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. Audit Board's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit. SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with Audit Board's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see Audit Board's award-winning platform in action today. All right, so we've talked about, I guess, the text mining dashboard. Um, I know we're talking sentiment analysis. Could you kind of describe what sentiment analysis is? Sure thing. The sentiment analysis is it seeks to discover the attitudes or opinions in the written text. Okay. And it includes a process of matching, summarizing, and visualizing. Okay. So let's break down each piece of the process here. When we get into this, we're assuming that we've already cleaned and prepped the data for analysis. So now what we wanna do is match the data, match the, to the sentiment lexicon via an inner join. So let's, let's just dive in real quick to what an inner join is. If you can envision two circles overlapping each other, the area where they overlap each other, that's the inner join. Okay, so let's get back to sentiment analysis, right? So now what we want to do in the next step in the process is to summarize the information at a high level and at a more detailed level. Okay, from here, we can gain an understanding of what words drive positive and negative sentiment, for example. Okay, then the next step is to take it into visual. Okay, 
very useful charts are the bar charts because they give the counts. And the things that you can capture on those bar charts are sentiment scores, contributions to sentiment, and word counts. Okay, so at this point, you have a pretty good understanding of how things are looking at more at a high level and more detailed level of those words driving the sentiment, but you wanna dive deeper. Okay, so you're gonna bring in the bigrams or the sequence of two words, okay? So let's say we so, use the so case. A bigram is a like a subset of a sentiment analysis. So there's sentiment analysis actually, within that term. A bigram is a, a type of sentiment analysis. It can be, it can, but it's actually separate by itself because it's it's a different type of analytic that can give you information looking at words, two words together or three okay. words together or four words together, just depending on what you're trying to do here. Okay, so what in this case you're you're looking like at or getting back to these negation words of no not never and without what you're trying to do is see what words follow those words just to shake out terms or help identify like without permission uh, not tolerable without authorization for example okay you can also use this information like from from a cyber being like we talked about, like the data and the malware and seeing what words shake out and follow after that, just to give you information of what's happening in these breaches that we were talking about previously. Right. Okay, so let's let's get into a practical example here. All before, right. Before we do that, let me try to try to <laughs> um, explain it, I guess, in a sense that analytics that we typically think about involve numbers basically and, and right. aggregating right. numbers and counting numbers and doing math on numbers. And a synonym analysis is more on the text. Um, like literally within even a book, you could do a sentiment analysis. Um, yes. And what the sentiment analysis will tell you is what it tells you the, uh, the feeling that is put off from yes. the words that's being used. So exactly an example that, one of the first ones I've heard um, was um, on Twitter. So a company could, maybe they're, they're doing a new promotion for some kind of product and they, they put all this money into picking the right words on how to promote that item, even in uh, maybe on the commercial, they put a, a bunch of money into developing that copy. And then even on Twitter, they, you know, write the copy and, and they put it out there. And then based on, the words that are used to reply to that, that uh, tweet um, from other users, they can get an understanding of how that product and how they're marketing it, how it's being received. So they could say, yes, there's a exactly very right. negative sentiment relative to how we promoted this product or relative to this product. And maybe we should draw it back a little bit more and try to promote it a different way or, or uh, invest money in you know a different product or something like that. Is that kind of overarching kind of? You're helps? getting it. Yes, Perfect. exactly. You're All getting right. it. So, so let's let's talk about. Uh, I think you were getting there to like a real world, another real world sentiment analysis application. Yeah, because what I want to talk more, just continue the discussion about cybersecurity. Okay, so we're looking at it to monitor cybersecurity news stories. Okay, and. What why, we are see we, from why, this. Why, why are we monitoring cybersecurity news stories? Okay, what, what you're looking to do is look at the trends as to what's happening. You, you're looking at the latest threats that are coming up. 
you know, that are emerging, you're looking at how entities were impacted, like legal fines, loss of business, for example. And, and that, that's why you're, you're diving into this, just to see what's happening out there from a broad perspective, because cybersecurity, that's for everybody. I don't care what industry you're in. And, and that said, you know, you're, you're looking at these, these threats, they're always evolving. And one of the key things that through research I've seen is that they're impacting the supply chain in some shape, form, or fashion, and that's causing risk management efforts to increase. Okay, so things of example that you might be interested in looking at are malware activity, what those trends are. You're looking at vulnerability trends. You're looking at breach trends, all this stuff. Because, you know, what, what you're really concerned about at the end of the day is just like, okay, well, how are these new and emerging threats or risks going to impact my organization? How could it impact my organization? And because from, I think from an audit perspective, internal audit, especially is you're, you're trying to look things from a preventative measure. If you can get things corrected and things uh, taken care of, once you know about it, the sooner the better, that positions your organization to be better prepared to deal with this, these threats if they were to uh, come your way. Okay, so now when we're looking at the the example here, going a little more example, it's just like we're looking at the consequences of the breaches, okay? And you're looking at things such as the loss of business or legal fines that are impacting or, or have impacted other entities. And you're, you're looking to say, okay, what do I got to do to get there? Okay, so in, in this scenario, what you want to do is create a custom lexicon that's pertinent to cybersecurity terms, and you need to group it into your own categories like risk or cause or or, or failures. This different things or buckets, what you think is appropriate here. All right. Then you follow the same sentiment analysis process where you're going to look into this stuff where you're matching it, you are summarizing it, and then you are visualizing it. Now, you can dive a little deeper, different ways of doing this. You can look at the, the actual words that are driving it that we saw on the uh, dashboard earlier and have some descriptive information like this. You can look at bigrams. You can slice and dice these any way you want. Now, it's just like I gave some examples earlier. You know, it's just like you had negation words. You know, it's just like we saw on the uh, actual network where you saw those it's like no passwords for example okay well that's a big one or without authorization without permission that's a big one mm -hmm. or you look at data and malware and how are those words coming up you see data breaches you see data loss and so those are key concerns this is like okay and if you're trying to dive deeper you're trying to think of okay strategically how are you trying going to pattern these other biograms to get you additional information to see what's shaking out to give you more information and you can dig as deep as you want you know you know i know audit you got a budget you have timelines and all that stuff but a way i see this sky's the limit as to how you approach this and how deep you can do this and how looking at different angles in this stuff, you can shake out stuff that wouldn't otherwise been detected. Uh, it's like keywords alone, that's just giving you one word. But when you start getting at the, the patterns of the words and what follows those words, that's really helpful to understand what's going on with the, the risk. 
that's why I say, you know, this kind of tool really helps internal audit better position themselves because you are on top of the information, you know, you're well informed of what's going out, out there with the trends, how other entities have been impacted and what's, what's really on the horizon with this, these threats that evolve. And you're able to use this information to allocate your resources better, improve your planning better, because you have the information in front of you to, to tweak it as you go along. And this, is, this kind of thing is a real good add-on to what you already got to more what we know in traditional analytics in the audit world, okay? All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. This was, um, like I said, it's a topic that I'm familiar with just because it's in the realm of analytics, but one that I haven't really taken a deep dive into, especially one I haven't heard for use cases and using it in audit. So I thought it was very interesting. I appreciate the time. Hey, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere. So please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review. And it really helps to get future guests to come on the show. So we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.